0: And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. Well, today's August 22nd, 234th day of the year. 131 days remain till the year's over with. since you all asked me to do holidays and observances... It's National Tooth Fairy Day. So if you know a tooth fairy, take him out to lunch. Be an angel day. Folklore day. International day commemorating the victims of acts of violence based on religion or belief. National Bowel day. National Pamela day. National pecan tort day. National rainbow baby day. National surgical oncologist day. National Take-Your-Cat-to-Vet and Into Lunch Day, Never-Been-Better Day, Quicksig Festival, Russian National Flag Day, and World Plant Milk Day. Whoever comes up with these days to celebrate can spend their time doing something more constructive. 392. Arbogast has Eugenius elected Western Roman Emperor. See, the Roman Empire was divided into two sections: the Western Roman Empire, based in Rome; Eastern Roman Empire, based in Constantinople. And Arbogast uh, was the nephew of the great Frankish general Flavius Richomerus and a native of Galatia Minor. He was expelled in the late 370s. Um, some say he was a son of Bato, Valentinian II's former magister and protector. Um, may have, or may not have been true, but he was a kingmaker. 851, Battle of Jinglin. Erispo defeats Charles de Ball near the Breton town of Jinglin. 1138, Battle of the Standard between Scotland and England. 1485, uh, the Battle of Bosworth Field occurs. Richard III dies, marking the end of the house of Plantagenet. 1559, Spanish Archbishop Bartolome Carranza is arrested for heresy. Believe what I believe, or you gonna burn. 1614, Fent Milch Uprising. Jews are expelled from Frankfurt, Holy Roman Empire, following the plunder of the Judengasa. 1639, Madras, India. Is founded by the British East India Company on a uh, sliver of land bought from the local Nayak rulers. 1642, Charles I raises his standard in Nottingham, which marks the beginning of the English Civil War. 1654, Jacob Bar Simpson arrives in New Amsterdam. He's the first known Jewish immigrant to America. 1711, Britain's Quebec expedition loses eight ships and almost 900 soldiers, sailors, and women on, to the rocks at uh, Point Angelay. 1717, Spanish troops land on Sardinia. 1770, James Cook names and lands on Possession Island and claims the east coast of Australia for Britain as New South Wales. 1777, British forces abandon the siege of Fort Stanwix after hearing rumors of Continental Army reinforcements. 1780, James Cook's ship, HM, HMS Resolution, returns to England. Cook had been killed in Hawaii during the voyage. 1791, the Haitian slave revolution begins in San Domingo, uh, Haiti. 1798, French troops landed at County Mayo Ireland to aid the rebellion. 1827 Jose de Lamar becomes president of Peru. 1846 the second federal Republic of Mexico was established. 1849 Pasileo incident. Joao Maria Ferreira de Armoral, the governor of Portuguese Macau, is assassinated by a group of uh, Chinese locals triggered a military confrontation between China and Portugal at the Battle of Peslao three days later. 1851, the first America's Cup is won by the Yacht America. 1864, 12 nations signed the first Geneva Convention establishing the rules of protection of the victims of armed conflict. 1875, Treaty of St. Petersburg between Japan and Russia is ratified, providing for the exchange of Sakhalin for the Kuril Islands. 1894, Mahatma Gandhi forms the Natal Indian Congress in order to fight discrimination against Indian traders in Natal. 1902, the Cadillac Motor Company is founded. 1902, Theodore Roosevelt becomes the first president of the U.S. to make a public appearance in an automobile. 1902 also saw 6,000 people killed by the magnitude 7.7 Kashgar earthquake in the Tinshan Mountains. 1922. um, Michael Collins, commander-in-chief of the Irish Free State Army, shot dead in an ambush during the Irish Civil War. 1934. Bill Woodfull of Australia becomes the only test cricket captain to twice uh, regain the ashes. Now, not being a cricket follower, uh, I had to look that up. The Men's Ashes is a test cricket series played annually between England and Australia. The term originated in a satirical obituary published in a British newspaper, the Sporting Times, immediately after Australia's 1882 victory at the Oval, the first test win on English soil. Obituary stated English cricket had died and that the body be cremated and the ashes taken to Australia. And these mythical ashes immediately became associated with the 1882-83 series played in Australia before which the English captain Ivor Bligh vowed to regain those ashes. English media after that dubbed the tour the quest to regain the ashes. Already, 1841, World War II, German troops begin the siege of Leningrad. In 1942, Brazil declares war on Germany, Japan, and Italy. In 1944, the Holocaust of Kidros and Crete. by German forces took place on this date. Nineteen forty-nine, the Queen Charlotte earthquake in Canada's strongest since the seventeen hundred Cascade earthquake, Cascadia earthquake. Nineteen fifty-three, the penal colony on Evers Island is permanently closed. Nineteen sixty-two, the OAS, OAS attempts to assassinate French President Charles de Gaulle. For those who are not familiar with the OAS, that's the organization Army Secret, the secret armed organization, a far-right French dissident paramilitary and terrorist organization during the Algerian War, and they hated, for some reason, Charles de Gaulle. 1963 X-15 Flight 91 reaches the highest altitude of the X-15 program. That was 67.08 miles, or 354,200 feet. 1966, labor movements, NFWA and AWLC merged to become the United Farm Workers Organizing Committee, predecessor to United Farm Workers. 1968, Pope Paul VI arrives in Bogota, Colombia, first visit of a pope to Latin America. 1971, J. Edgar Hoover and John Mitchell announced the arrest of 20 of the Camden 28. The Camden 28 was a group of leftist, Catholic, and a Vietnam War... Activist who in 1971 planned and executed a raid on a draft board in Camden, New Jersey. The raid resulted in a high-profile criminal trial of the activists that was seen by many as a referendum on the Vietnam War, an example of jury nullification. It's interesting to note that the biggest folks in favor of the Vietnam War were folks who didn't have to go Wouldn't have known what to do if they got there, and certainly were not uh, physically capable of serving in the military, such as Nixon and Johnson and J. Edgar Hoover. If the leaders had to lead during wartime, we'd have far fewer wars. 1972, Rhodesia is expelled from the IOC for its racist policies. 1973, the Congress of Chile votes in favor of a resolution condemning President Salvador Allende's government and demands he resign or else be unseated through force and new elections. 1978, Nicaraguan Revolution. The FLSN seizes the National Congress of Nicaragua, along with over a thousand hostages. 1978, the District of Columbia Voting Rights Amendments passed by the Congress, although it's never ratified by a sufficient number of states. 1981, the Far Eastern Air Transport Flight 103 to disintegrates amid air and crashes in Sanyi Township, Yeoli County, in Taiwan. All 110 people on board are killed. 1985, British Air Tourist Flight 28M suffers an engine fire during takeoff at Manchester Airport. Pilots aboard, but due to inefficient uh, evacuation procedures, 55 people are killed, mostly from smoke inhalation. 1989, Nolan Ryan strikes out Ricky Henderson, becoming the first Major League Baseball pitcher to record 5,000 strikeouts. 1991, Iceland is the first nation in the world to recognize the independence of the Baltic states. 1992, FBI sniper Lon Haruchi shoots and kills Vicki Weaver during an 11-day siege at her home in Ruby Ridge, Idaho. I remember she was standing in the door holding her baby when she was shot. Um, And I met Randy Weaver at an event a few years ago. 1999, China Airlines Flight 642 crashes at Hong Kong International Airport, kills three and injures 208 more. 2003, Alabama Chief Justice Roy Moore suspended after refusing to comply with a federal court order to remove a rock inscribed with the Ten Commandments from the lobby of the Alabama Supreme Court building. 2004, versions of The Scream and Madonna, the two paintings by Edvard Muncher stolen at gunpoint from a museum in Oslo, Norway. 2006, Pokovo Aviation Enterprise Flight 612 crashes near the Russian border over eastern Ukraine. Killed all on 170 people on board. 2006, also saw Grigori Perelman awarded the Fields Medal for his proof of the Poincaré conjecture in mathematics but refuses to accept the medal. 2007, Texas Rangers defeat the Baltimore Orioles 30-3, uh, the most run scored by a team in modern Major, major League Baseball history. 2012 ethnic clashes over grazing rights for cattle in Kenya's Tanya River District resulted in more than 52 deaths. Folks are always going to find something to fight about. It's just amazing. Probably the worst uh, topic is religion. Well, we live in a strange world. No question about it. And there's some places that have been called the scariest places on earth. But we're going to talk about some of those. Haven't done ghost tours here for 20 years. i written a number of books about the ghost of various places. It's my belief El Paso is the most haunted place on the planet. We're going to talk about haunted hideouts at the moment. The, um, I'm going to start out talking about what folks refer to as the Voodoo Walmart. You can get buffalo skins, powdered chameleons, human skulls, dried cobras, and dog paws. That you uh, Just and these are just a few of the so-called treasures you can unearth at West Africa's eko de Sawa Fetish Market, the largest Voodoo bazaar in the world. Established in 1863, it's an open-air venue also known as the Marché des Fletchers, and it spread its witchy wares over blocks in Lomé, the capital of the Republic of Togo. Originating in West Africa and later following the slave trade to Haiti, voodoo is an animistic religion with the pantheon of loa, or supernatural beings. And it's believed that these beings can intercede for good or ill in the lives of mortals. of other markets offer the same talismans. Echo de Siwa features uh, on-site healers known as fetish priests. They supposedly can carry you by channeling the gods and offering prescriptions. You don't even need health insurance. Want to improve your memory? Try a powdered mix of ebony seeds, chameleon, and monkey head. And if this seems sinister, uh, one guide interviewed for the website Atlas Obscura said that the market's magic is always white, not black. In other words, it's used for good and not evil. And no animals are harmed in the making of the mojo. Um, In the wake of a government crackdown on poaching, for instance, lion heads are strictly off-limit. But uh, other less, shall we say, uh, kingly. Creatures were doing a pinch. Said it's like in Western medicine, you don't find a specific product; you used a generic version, and the same is true in voodoo. Well, from an open-air market, let's turn to uh, Prajama Castle in Slovenia. It's referred to as the Halls of Horror. According to one employee, you can hear footsteps or voices talking behind the wall after sun goes down. If you're the last one there, you have to go and check in the castle if there's anybody else in there. He said he didn't like it when it was dark. First built in the 1200s in an abandoned Stone Age settlement on a cliff overlooking the river Logva. It's a four-story castle, contains remains of hidden passageways, holes for pouring boiling oil on attacking enemies. There's a treasure chest and a torture chamber. Its walls still hold the corpses of enemies who were sealed inside and left to suffocate. Another employee said nobody went down to collect them. And there's been rumors that those are the, the spirits of the dead are the ones talking behind the walls. And over the centuries, such luminaries as the Knights of Edelsburg and Archduke Charles of Austria have called that Rocky Redoubt home, it became a museum after World War II. And it is a popular tourist attraction, I might add. but The castle's most prominent resident is uh, the 15th century knight, uh, Erasm of Prajama, revered by local people. as a Slovenian Robin Hood who rebelled against the aristocracy and was eventually betrayed by a servant and killed by the emperor's men. He's widely thought to be the source of much of the structure's uh, psychic activity. In other words, despite his death, he's still there. And I would... You know, all this talk of gods and demons getting involved in the works of man. Why would they care? Well, let's talk about Al Capone's Prison, Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, which has quite a number of stories. According to Elena Mabasoa, a former tour guide at uh, Philadelphia's Eastern State Penitentiary. It looked like a heat mirage, a large simmering up like blob that was moving slowly to the right. She was describing a supernatural sighting in the building's cell block four. The notorious sight's also the source of a legend. Though its details have grown fuzzy over the years, at some point an employee known as uh, Gary the Locksmith was working in the cell, and he felt a terrible pressure on his chest, as if a powerful man was gripping him from behind. When he uh, turned around, there was nobody there. But they later discovered that an inmate had murdered a guard in that very same spot. Now it's a National Historic Landmark, but the penitentiary was established in 1829 by Quakers who believed the key to rehabilitating criminals was enforced isolation. didn't quite work out that way. Forced to wear masks to deter communication, many inmates went uh, mad were subjected to torture or eventually committed suicide. And where there's misery and violent death, ghosts aren't far behind. Penitentiary's most infamous resident, Al Scarface Capone, reportedly thought he was haunted by the victim of his 1929 St. Valentine's Day massacre. And the sightings do continue to this day. One tour guide passed the closed door of cell block 12 only to find them wide open minutes later. Some visitors have followed mysterious voices and whispers and giggling and found nothing but air. Though the penitentiary's administrators take pains to distance the site from its spooky reputation, they do host terror behind the walls in a labored horror house every autumn. One tour guide told National Public Radio in 2013, We do not claim the prison's haunted. We run a haunted attraction. But a number of people have reported seeing the ghost of Al Capone. And last time I checked, he was actually dead. Well, let's talk about a vampire graveyard in the plague islands in Italy. Well, two thousand nine, University of Florence anthropologists unearthed a female vampire skull, complete with a brick. Shoved in its mouth. In a mass grave in d'uovo, Nuovo, an island in the Venice lagoon, dates from 1576. The grave contained victims of a plague that decimated Venice that year, and some of the dead uh, Venetians believed were vampires, also called shroud eaters, because bacteria in the victims' mouths corroded the cloth that covered their faces, exposing the teeth. Well, according to anthropologist Matteo Barini, to kill the vampire, he had to remove the shroud from its mouth, which was its food, like the milk of a child, and put something uneatable in it, hence the brick. Lazaretto Nuovo wasn't the only plague burial ground in the Venetian Lagoon. In 1432, the city had established the first quarantine hospital on another island, Lazaretto Vicio, filled with ceaseless groans and foul odors and smoke from burning corpses, it was according to one contemporary account, like hell itself. After the plague hit the city even harder in 1576, and again in 1630, thousands of infected people were sent to other Venetian islands, including tiny Verveglia located between Venice and Lido. Unlike the Lazzaretto Islands, which now feature guided tours, Perveglia remains uninhabited, overgrown, and shunned. And there's many stories that it's haunted. Island's most famous apparition is Little Maria, ghost of a young plague victim who allegedly stands by the water's edge on moonless nights, crying out for her parents. In 1920, the opening of an insane asylum on Perveglia led to the legend of an evil doctor prone to administering brutal medical experiments. Um... Supposedly fell from the bell tower under mysterious circumstances. Following the closing of the institution in 1968, Pavigli was abandoned. Untouched by both fishermen and gondoliers, the island was put up for auction by the cash strapped Italian government in 2014. An Italian businessman eventually paid $704,000, but the sale was subsequently annulled when the government decided the amount was insufficient businessman planned to build a luxury hotel on the island. Which raises the question, what would little Maria have felt about that? Maybe she'd go into the hotel looking for her parents. Well, I've heard the phrase man's inhumanity to man, and certainly what was done with plague victims underlines that. Let's go to ring. Rainham Hall in England known as the Brown Lady's Lair. First recorded sighting of Raynham Hall's famous ghost occurred during a 19, an 1835 Christmas gathering at the Norfolk, England estate. Two guests claimed they saw an aristocratic looking brown lady. They named her that for the color of her dress. They said they saw her as they approached their bedrooms one night. Next evening, one of them glimpsed the female phantom once more, but this time he noticed gaping black holes where her eyes ought to have been. Not surprising, some of the house's servants resigned shortly after that. Supposedly the ghost of Lady Dorothy Townsend, whose jealous husband kept her imprisoned in the hall until her death in 1726, uh, is the brown lady. She was seen again in 1836 by a novelist, Captain Frederick Marriott, Trying to prove he was, what what he saw wasn't, in, uh, in fact, a hoax perpetuated by local smugglers to keep people away, the writer came face to face with the ghost. According to his daughter, she said the figure halted of its own accord before the door behind which he stood. Holding the lighted lamp she carried to her features, grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him. But the world at large didn't glimpse the so-called Phantom, until 1936 when a photographer and his assistant were documenting the hall for Country Life magazine. While setting up a shot, the assistant claimed they saw a vapory form, gradually assuming the appearance of a woman coming down the wooden staircase. And the result was promptly published in the, the magazine and remains, despite many claims it's a hoax, the most famous ghost photo in history. Now, if in fact ghosts do wonder where they died. That does raise a lot of questions I don't even want to try to address. Well, from there, let's go to the Tower of London in England. The so-called Deadly Dungeon. Well, there was a night watchman named Arthur Crick who, uh, had stopped along his nightly rounds to rest his feet. He supposedly heard, it was only you and I here. Coming from a disembodied voice. And Crick is supposed to have responded, as soon as I get my shoes on, there'll only be you here. Well, the complex of towers on the River Thames, now home to everything from the crown jewels to a, an axe probably used in the last public beheading on Tower Hill, is widely considered the most haunted building in England. Constructed of the, construction of the tower began in 1066 when my ancestor, William the Conqueror, um, arrived. Not surprising, the most storied part of the structure is the oldest, the, the White Towers, where the ghost known as the White Lady wanders her perfume is often smelled in the interest of the Chapel of St. John's. A headless ghost said to be that of Anne Boleyn is sometimes seen near the Queen's house, close to where she was executed on Tower Green and the nine Day Queen, Lady Jane Grey was reportedly spotted by guards on February twelfth nineteen fifty seven the four hundred and third anniversary of her death by execution, maybe the saddest of all. Of these ghosts is Edward force young sons, Edward V and Richard. 1483, they were sent to the tower after being declared illegitimate by their uncle Richard, who may also have had him murdered. He became King Richard III. He's the one that died at Bosworth Field. 1674, the skeletons of two young boys were discovered beneath the staircase, but uh, their brother's spirits continued to be seen in white nightgowns, clutching each other in terror. That's a, what should have been a life of luxury and ease became a uh, a torturous time for him. Let's go to the Hoia Baciua Forest in Romania. It's known as Transylvania's Bermuda Triangle. You now, legend has it, two trees and this forest a card with the names of a man and his fiancée. She got lost in the forest was ever found, although her ghost, now seen wearing what appears to be a wedding dress. You know, afternoon of August eighteenth, 1968, military technician Emil Bernier and his, his girlfriend were picnicking in Round Meadow, an area in the forest of Cluj in Romania. They noticed a slow, silent silvery disc in the sky. Grabbing his camera, he took some pictures that single-handedly launched Romania's UFOlogy uh, investigation and led to the forest's reputation as an interdimensional hotspot. Now known as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania, it lies near the foothills of the Apusini Mountains in the country's Transylvania region. After a four-hour drive from Bran Castle, the inspiration for the Dracula legend, Hoia is filled with oddly normal trees straight out of a fairy tale illustration but its reputation rests on distinctly otherworldly phenomena red lights orbs disembodied voices and apparitions allegedly reflecting the restless spirits of Romanian peasants who were murdered in these woods one of the most popular legends about a 5-year-old girl who disappeared in the forest one of the Reappear years later dressed in the same clothes she was wearing when she vanished. Which raises interesting questions. Then there's the bride, the ghost of a missing woman who prowls the woods in her wedding dress. That's the one I talked about. She and her fiancé carved their names on trees. Despite his fearsome reputation, it remains a popular spot for biking and paintball and archery, but... Visitors to consider bringing vacetration. Wanderers in the woods have allegedly been subject to strange rashes and scratches. And the round meadow where Pernia spied his UFO, supposedly host its own harness, some claim that nothing can live there because the ground has been charred by interstellar radiation. In other words, if you picnic there, you may encounter UFOs, but you certainly won't have to worry about ants. now let's talk about the Queen Mary in California we spent several days there I spent it exploring the ship courtesy of the management no years after the legendary Queen Mary was permanently docked at a hotel and tourist attraction in Long Beach marine engineer named John Smith had an unsettling experience while working late aboard the ship one night. In a deserted staircase, he heard the sound of water rushing and men screaming. When he investigated, though, he found nobody there. He later learned that in 1942, the liner was being used in World War II when it collided with its companion vessel, HMS Kurokoa, on its way to Garuk, Scotland. Now, Kurokoa was immediately sheared into and sunk 338 men died. The very area he heard the mysterious water rushing was the same spot that was damaged when the ship hit the Kurokoa. It's not surprising. Nearly a 80-year-old ship with more than a thousand ocean crossings and numerous deaths on it would have a reputation for being haunted. Beginning as a luxury liner in 1936, Queen Mary was retrofitted as a battle cruiser for World War II and dubbed the Great Ghost. And many German and Italian POWs later died on the liner, as did soldiers from heat stroke traveling in the Mediterranean. These days, the ship's most haunted spots included the B-deck, where a World War II morgue and an isolation room were located, the engine room, the green room, various state rooms, and an area known as Shaft Alley, and the former first-class pool area, which is home to little Jackie, the ship's most famous ghost. She's playful and talkative. Her voice has been allegedly caught many times on tape, Sadly, she said to remain on the ship because she's looking for her mother. Sometimes you'll hear her crying out for her. Of course, the grand ship capitalizes on, and not to say exploits, its spooky reputation by offering haunted tours, interactive attractions, and, and seances. There's even a dinner special called Dining with the Spirits, which allows the ship's patrons to a paranormal investigation with more earthbound spirits. We had a, a great time. And I got to wander into places that are normally off-limits. Well, let's talk about the Road of the Dead. La Paz to Coroico in Bolivia. You think your commute's bad, considering you drive along Camino de Jongas, a perilously narrow thoroughfare that runs 40 miles from La Paz, Bolivia's capital, to the western city of Coroico. Called the world's most dangerous road. It reaches a height of 15,000 feet through the Andes, uh, cordillas, and sheer cliffs, waterfalls, hairpin turns, often described by obscured by dust and vegetation and clouds, uh, cloud forest, not to mention unpredictable weather. Though a new, less perilous route linking the regions was opened in 2006, the old road, reportedly once the site of two to three hundred deaths every year, still used. Wood and stone crosses mark the spots where travelers reached the end of their own roads. Though roquers believe their restless spirits remain, stray dogs that roam the old road are said to be the souls of the people who died there. So people always fed them, according to Darren Patterson, general manager of Gravity Bolivia, which organizes mountain hiking expeditions on the site. One man told me he passed an old woman walking on the road at night and stopped to give her a lift. She got in the back seat and they were talking. He looked in the rearview mirror and she was gone. For protection, road uh, warriors tradition to make offerings to Pachamama, goddess revered in the Andes at the Camino's um, highest point. They give her a few sprinkles of alcohol, also called uh, Pachamama, because it's used to honor her. Many drivers keep a big bottle in their cars. So, how does Patterson claim nervous uh, bikers who remain unconvinced by the alcohol's efficiency? I tell them the, that I uh, took my mom down. She loved it. And if you get a little upset, have a little patch of mama. never know what you're going to see after you have a few drinks of that. Well, Imeji you Castle in Japan. The Screaming Ghost Well. Early 17th century, during Japan's Edo period, a girl named Okiku served the lord of uh, Amiji Castle, which stood on a hill overlooking its namesake city of Hyogo Prefecture. She was tasked, according to the story, with guarding her master's ten priceless gold plates. But the young girl wanted more than that. She had actually fallen in love with her overlord. Given her humble station, she couldn't dream of revealing her true feelings, but she remained nothing if not devoted. After overhearing fellow servants plotting her lord's murder, she told him about the plot. Seeking revenge, the conspirators stole one of the precious gold plates and convinced the lord of Okiku was the thief. The lord promptly had the young girl killed and her body thrown in the castle's well. But Okiku's little-lorn spirit didn't rest in peace. Every night between two and three in the morning, her ghost rises from the well and screamed as she counted the plates. And she counts them out loud, one through ten. Unnerved, the sleepless Lord reinvestigated the events that preceded Okiku's execution. When he learned the truth, he went Bananas. But that's the legend, anyway. Considered the most beautiful castle in Japan, the 400-year-old Hamiji, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, remains on the hill overlooking its namesake city. Where some still claim to hear Okiku screaming as she counts the gold plates from 2 to 3 in the morning. Well, and we've got A question for you. What's creepier? Millions of bats descending on an African sanctuary? Sculptures with human teeth in Finland or a wall of skulls in Mexico? Well, there are all that and more if you want to explore. Let's talk about Paracala Sculpture Park in Finland. Early 1960s, 16-year-old Vijo Rokkonen used his first paycheck from the uh, Barakala Finland paper mill to purchase, of all things, apple tree seedings and a bag of concrete. This simple, unexpected act kicked off this humble man's 50-year obsession. The creation of 500 concrete sculptures to populate an eerie garden on the grounds of the home where he lived with his parents near Finland's Russian border. Grotesque, unreal, and often downright frightening, Ronkonen's folk art shows animals and aliens and people with lifeless, missing eyes and sometimes real human teeth. And certain figures seem to be self-portraits, including a series of young men in yoga poses who are reported to reflect and artistically preserve Ronkonen's youthful body. But the reclusive sculptor who died in 2010 never imagined his work would last as long as it has. What's more, he didn't care if anybody saw it. When I asked what he hoped would happen to the statues, he said he wanted them buried like China's terracotta army. He's equally uninterested in money or fame. Instead of charging visitors, he simply asked them to sign a guest book. 2007, he refused to claim a prestigious Finnish prize, stating he didn't want to leave his house. His brother accepted it for him. Spurred by his growing reputation, collectors and curators invariably came calling, asking if Rokone would sell or lend his works. So what did the artist respond to those requests? He'd have to check with the statues first, and apparently they said no. He never partied with any of them. Well, let's talk about Badlujah Monument in Bulgaria, known as Russia's Ruined UFO. 1868, Bulgaria. Um, Buzlujah peak in Bulgaria's central Balkan mountains was the site of a bloody battle between Bulgarian rebels and the Turks who had conquered the country in the 14th century. Nearly 30 years after the decisive fight, the peak was the location of a secret socialist meeting that led to the founding of the country's Communist Party. Memorating these events, Bulgaria's Soviet government ordered the construction of the House Monument of the Bulgarian Communist Party on the site in 1974. When the odd UFO-like structure finally opened as a party assembly hall in 1981, it instantly became the most important building in Bulgaria. And as concrete monuments to communism go, it was a, certainly a lavish affair, filled with statues and mosaics and murals representing Lenin and marks and a red star-shaped window celebrating uh, Mother Russia. But after the Soviet Union collapsed in 1989, less than a decade after the monument was built, the structure was abandoned to the elements. And now this isolated ruin looms on the high, once-lit peak like something out of Alien. Spandalized artwork replaced by graffiti, including Enjoy Communism, written in the style of the Coca-Cola logo. And despite its remote location, the dilapidated sites become a magnet for intrepid explorers in this place where men once fought for what they thought was the greater good. The Maslutza monument uh, definitely symbolizes how times and ideologies have changed, according to one Bulgarian tour guide. Some time ago, it was the most important building in Bulgaria, and now it's abandoned, forgotten. Then in Templo Mayor in Mexico, we have what's known as the Temple of Death, In 1978, electrical workers digging in Mexico's historical uh, center uncovered an eight-ton stone carving of the Aztec god Coloascoe, suspecting a major archaeological find, the Mexican government controversially decided to destroy the site's Spanish colonial buildings and solve the subterranean mystery. And this led to the discovery of the ruins of the Templo Mayor also known as the Great Temple in Tenochtitlan, the Aztec city founded in uh, 1325. Dedicated to um, the Mexican god of war and Tlaloc, the god of rain, Templo Mayor was the Aztec Axis Mundi, like a giant altar where human sacrifices were made to the gods. perfect offering consists of the flesh and bones of the Aztec enemies. And the heads were war trophies that were boiled and cleaned. and the insiders were eaten before the uh insides were eaten before the skulls were set on the stone altars. Funny games ended when Spanish conquistador Hernan Cortez arrived in fifteen nineteen, destroying the Aztec civilization shortly after and uncovering the temple area, with structures such as the Metropolitan Cathedral that uh, likely cover further ruins. In fact, a recent excavation found a tower made of more than sixty thousand skulls near Templo Mayor monument to ancient murder in the modern megalopolis. You know, it's just fascinating that a civilization that was as advanced as anything in Europe viewed ritual murder as part of their religious ceremonies. Well, let's go to Kassanka National Park in Africa. Every October, roughly 10 million fruit bats leave their sanctuaries uh, in Senegal and Cameroon and wing their way to Kusanka National Park in Zambia. And there, beginning at dusk each day, the creatures turn the sky above the park's to swamp, a writhing black as a Feast on wild locusts and loquat and waterberry and red milkwood. Every dawn, the creatures hang upside down from trees in order to sleep off their feast. Until December, when the bats disappear as abruptly as they arrived. The largest mammal migration in the world, the annual... Bats aren't mammals, by the way. The annual bat flight to Kasaka is... Was long threatened by persistent poaching, till wildlife began to rebound after private owners took control of the area about 1990. These particular bats aren't out to suck your blood; they eat only fruit. But that's uh, small reassurances for those who uh, for creatures of the night. They're so called flying foxes. Their bodies are a yellowish brown, the color of straw. Make their screeching noises, bats are known for as they fly and have an average wingspan of about three feet. It's more than three times the size of the little brown bats that you'll find in your hometown uh, church, uh, Belfry. Plus, there are millions of them. Dracula only turned into one. Your average haunted house is host to a few hundred at most. All in all, the Kansaka event is a spectacle straight out of a Chiro nightmare Nightmare maybe an Alfred Hitchcock movie this would be even creepier than the birds then we got the Nazi parade grounds in Germany known as Hitler's was Wasteland you know in 1933 Adolf Hitler Germany's newly appointed Chancellor of the Nuremberg the city of the Nazi party rallies he kicked off to the construction of a parade ground on more than four square miles of converted parkland in the southwest part of the city. Though the dictator's plans were grandiose, most of the construction was halted when World War II began in 1939. So the complex, as he envisioned, it was never completed. And today, according to Alexander Smith, historian at the city's documentation center, only three elements still exist in varying states of decry- decay. Uh, the part that completed Congress Hall the largest surviving relic of Nazi Nazi architecture, the Great Street, which became a parking space after 1945, and the Zeppelin Field, the first and only finished area where Hitler rallied thousands from his rostrum with his poisonous uh, invective. His favorite architect, Albert Speer, promised that the grounds monument would last a thousand years. But the site's now covered with litter, overgrown with grass, and fenced off with signs regarding danger of collapse. 1973, the site was declared a historic monument, posing an ongoing problem for local officials. Should they preserve it or treat it as a piece of contaminated ground which should be left to nature? In the words of a member of Nuremberg's Architectural Council. Around 2015, Nuremberg's mayor proposed renovating the grounds so at a cost of millions, a controversial decision, to say the least. Better to let it crumble, one city resident told Britain's Daily Mail. And then, one day, if its master builder and one of the most disgustful mass murderers of all time should make it out of hell to look back at what he created, he can see nothing but a pile of rubble. Interesting sentiment, to be sure. Well, there's certainly a lot of uh, creepy cemeteries around. I've been in a few. Let's talk about the Cappuccine Crypt in Italy, known as the Monk's Mausoleum. Well, in the crypt beneath Santa Mara della Concezione, a Cappuccine church in Rome's Via Benito neighborhood, five chapels are decorated with the bones of 4,000 monks. Died between 1528 and 1870. Room room is devoted to skulls, another to leg bones, and another to pelvises, all of which are arranged in intricate and uh, elaborate displays, as if by some macabre Martha Stewart. And some intact skeletons are actually displayed in traditional brown capuchin robes. You know, it's interesting to contemplate how someone can spend their entire life in what they call service to God. When in most cases, if you question them, they can't tell you why they're there. You know, for centuries, the building of home churches and memorials was common throughout the world. In Italy, you'll find them in Naples and Sicily and Milan, among other locations. But for contemporary people accustomed to avoiding the reality of death, these sites can be uh, difficult to understand as they are to stomach As related in the Empire of Death, one American tourist looked at the the Decor and exclaimed, These are all monks. What did they do to be punished like this? But the feeling is that these displays actually honor the men whose remains were transferred to the site after the Capuchins relocated in 1631. Their scattered presence on the walls is a sacred memento mori, a reminder of death. One chilling Crip. Black reads, uh, What you are now, we once were. What we are now, you shall be. Cripp said to have inspired the Sedlik Oshuary outside of P- Prague. And it's uh, deeply affected such writers as the Marquis de Sade who wrote that he had never seen anything more striking. Mark Twain referred to the Crips' picturesque horrors in The Innocence Abroad, and Nathaniel Hawthorne noted in the the marble fall the site had no disagreeable scent, such as might have been expected from the decay of so many holy persons. Same number of living monks wouldn't smell half so, and exceptionally. It's. They spend their life allegedly serving their version of God and are referred to as holy. I don't have to to question the concept, but that's just me. Let's talk about St. Pancras Old Church in England, what's known as Thomas Hardy's Tree. Named after the great English writer who oversaw the exclamation of bodies on the site in the mid-1860s. You know, in his 1882 poem, The Level Churchyard, British writer Thomas Hardy depicts corpses who feel half-stifled in this jumbled patch of wretched memorial stones. And it's thought these lines might actually be semi-autobiographical. In the mid-1860s, the future novelist was an architect, apprenticed to Arthur Blumfield, who had been tasked with the exhumation of thousands of corpses buried outside London, St. Pancras Old Church. And they were exhumed because... Britain's booming railway industry had necessitated the expansion of the Midland Railway line through part of the church's cemetery. And because tomb robbing was a common practice at the time, Blumfield asked Hardy to oversee the railroad workers and gravediggers who handed the remains, according to Mr. Hillman, academic advisor to the Camden Tour Guides Association and the Islington Archaeology and History Society. It was a dreary and often shocking business. One night a coffin cracked open and revealed a single skeleton a skeleton with two heads. And like the other remains, it was placed in a pit on the grounds over which St. Pancras Coroner's Court was built and still stands to this day. Uprooted gravestones were used to support the east boundary of the present churchyard. Well, further investigation shows not all of them were. At an undetermined date, hundreds of the gravestones were Artfully arranged around an ash tree just east of the church, supposedly by Hardy himself, and though it's doubted that it, Hardy was involved, the exhumation of the graves never accepted the, uh, never escaped the great writer's mind. Fifteen years after the experience, Hardy was reunited with Blomfield, whose first words were, "Remember how we found the man with two heads in St Pancras." Well, I guess you could say two heads are better than none. And on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back tomorrow and talk about more of the scariest places on earth. Until then, Ken Hudnell for the Ken Hudnell Show saying have a truly great evening.